All right. Welcome. Welcome. Um, as you may know, this is the No Apology Podcast. I thank everybody for listening. If you're hearing my voice right now, um, I know it's been a long time. It's been well over a year. And just to get right to it, my old co-host, uh, my brother Steve, as far as the reasoning for the break, he he had a, a, a strong opportunity. For those who don't know, he is an, an artist first, a musician, um, and he had a, a big opportunity for, for himself, and he took that opportunity. Um, no hard feelings at all. That's my brother. Um, and I want to put that out there just for anybody to, you know, change any view that, that, that of any beef, of anything of that nature. I think for me personally, I wish I would have known how to do what I do now as far as putting a podcast together because that's that's part of the reason why it took so long for things to get revamped. Um, but yeah, for me personally, like this is the position that I want to be in exactly the position that I want to be in and I'm thankful for him um before this I was just you know doing Instagram videos posting on Instagram my opinion on things and um he kind of saw that and saw that I can do this podcast thing and take that take my my opinion and put it on a podcast basically um, people was always telling me before, like, you know, you need to do a podcast, you need to start a podcast, but he was the, the guy that put me in that position to be able to do that. So I want to give that credit where it's due and, um, I'm, I'm thankful for him and I wish him nothing but the best on his journey. Uh, I know early on when we started the podcast, people were saying that, or it was rumors that people were saying that I wanted to be like Joe Budden and things of that nature, but just for like a personal profile, uh, I've I've been watching podcasts. I'm mean, not watching, listening to podcasts or like media things per se since like 2014. Uh, my my real inspiration is a guy by the name of Troy Terrain, also known as Star Star from the Star and Buck Wild show. He's from Jersey. That was my main true inspiration for doing this shit. So I want to, you know, big him up. Um, and yeah, I'm here now. This is the new No Apology. And like I said, I'm thankful for y'all for listening. Um, My new co-host. I didn't want to pick any co-hosts for popularity reasons because they got a lot of followers you know i wanted i wanted it to make sense i wanted to be amongst people that i can talk to that i have spoken to just about regular shit you know things that i'm gonna be speaking about with y'all on this podcast so both of these brothers i've known for well over 10 years um not even friends, you know what I'm saying? He's real family. Uh, to the right of me, I have my brother Ox. Peace and love, kings and queens. And to the left, if you hear us saying C-Mass, Mass, you know what I'm saying? We were referring to my brother Chris. Black excellence, brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's how we giving it up. This is the new... No apology. And starting off, I want to just say rest in peace to the Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. The Black superhero. And I, I kind of stumbled across that news, not wanting to be on social media, not wanting to be on the internet at all. I was, you know, I had my phone set aside, but, you know, I was just in the crib watching 
you know, the games, and I saw that news, and I had to go for a walk. <laughs> I had to take a walk. First thing I thought about was the kids. Um, that was their that was their hero. I saw parents, you know, which is weird, respectfully, but I saw parents recording themselves telling their kids that you know the Black Panther uh, passed away, and their kids were just shocked. That's that's what I that's what I thought about first. The kids. Mm-hmm. I saw a post where it was a young black boy, of course. I think he had the Black Panther figurines, of course, with the X across his chest, damn near in tears. Yeah. I guess his parents or whoever told him the news. And that to me, that was heartbreaking because, first of all, it's just hard being black in America. And now they finally had a black superhero that they could look up to and then they hear the news. Because as a kid, you think a superhero is invincible. You're not expecting them to pass. Right. So to find out that news is, is really like heart shattering especially during these times. Right. That stood out to me. Yeah, exactly. And just kind of going off what Ox said, growing up, you, you see your superheroes and you don't expect them to, you know, pass. And I don't think the Black Panther character can be replaced at this point. Like Chadwick Boseman was more than just the actor playing the role. He was a symbol. He was a symbol for, you know, black excellence. Again, repeat that <laughs> yeah, for America. And, and and it gave, it was a phenomenon. Let's be honest. Like, there's a black panther phenomenon. People was wearing costumes. People done broke, they, they dashikis out. <laughs> yeah, the from, from the top. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. Everybody was African when that drone dropped. Everybody loved yeah, African That's a fact. That Everybody was African. I loved it. Yes. I loved it, man. Um, When the news came out, one of his, his co his uh co-stars from the movie the, the five bloods if you haven't seen that movie yet i encourage you to watch that movie um but one of his co-stars in the movie he had to kind of recant things that he said during the process of making it because he was pretty much saying that as they were in and out of of shooting scenes chadwick was getting you know rubbed down massaged you know his his girlfriend or wife um was there making sure he was you know fed and things of that nature and the the co-star kind of felt like he was full of himself you know being that he was Chadwick Boseman coming off the Black Panther like he felt like he was you know bigger than I guess he thought that he was and little did he know they were taking care of him they were watching over him they were like his his angels you know what I'm saying so that was tough for him to, you know, not be able to say to that man's face, I apologize. So he just really regret even having those thoughts. He damn near tear it up. Yeah. Clark Peters. Clark Peters. Thanks for that. I didn't yeah. know his name. But yeah. I think that, like, you know, we're all curious in the world. But I just think, like, you got to just, especially in a situation like that, you, like, you close to that man, have a conversation with exactly, that man. Exactly. Like, I don't, this just goes to show, not to cut you off yeah. or anything, but, like, of course, this is an old saying, very nostalgic, but never judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Clark Peters didn't know that man personally, but he assumed, yeah. just as we all do as human beings. Right. You know what I mean? We assume something, like, and it's, it's never the right thing to do because at the end of the day, you don't know what anybody's going through. Right. We don't know what everybody's going through. Like, we're going through tough times, so that's just a wake-up call to everybody in general, like, don't make assumptions. We don't know. Like is like Shaq said, just speak to the man. Right. He was on set with him instead of judging him. Like, yo, bro, what's, what's up? You know what I mean? I see how you're moving this and that. You know what I mean? But, of course, easier said than done. We, we'd rather judge somebody than actually talk and get to know him in this day and age. And that's just sad. And just going off of that, you know, we, we, we get that news and then – you know, a week a week later, we we get news that a man, what's his name, Daniel Prude. Daniel Prude. Not just news, footage as well, my brother. Footage, rest, footage, rest of, in peace. Footage of footage. Uh, <laughs> this this gentleman, and the situation happened in March. Explicit footage at that. He was pinned down to the ground in the middle of the street, naked, with a bag over his suffered, head, suffocated. You know what I'm saying? Died. You know what I'm saying? And this is this is like a week after 
the Chadwick stuff comes out. Why are we just now seeing this footage? Why are we Why are we just now getting this? You know, I, how I see it, it's a constant reminder and state that they that people want us to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, these this thing these things aren't being put out for no reason. And maybe I'm just being, you know, skeptical about it or trying to, you know, have a conspiracy theorist. But I'm not even really trying to come across like that. But I just know for me, like, I try to control my emotions as much as I can. I try not to let news or article try to change my mood. Because at any point, any any fake news can be put out there. Any news can be put out there mm-hmm. for whatever you want to take from it they're not telling you how to react to it they're not telling you how to heal from these things they're just putting it out there um and then to me that's just <clears throat> propaganda so for the for us who are more strong-minded we're able to actually hear this news and move about differently whereas for another person who's already going through some crazy, that could be the last straw that broke the camel's back because they want you to be mad. They want you, they want us to be upset, hatred, this and that. But it's like, damn, we can only imagine the state we're living in nowadays, especially in the U.S. And I know it's crazy in all over the world, but here specifically, I know other countries are looking like, damn, the cops just got away with doing that. He just killed another person, another black man's dead. Like, we're damn near animals in this country. Yeah. And it's sad, like, us being young black men, we have to bring up kids. My boy Mass already has a young daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got one on the way. Yeah, one on the way, you know what I mean? Like, Shaq, you next, you know what I mean? So saying all that to say, like, we have to try to teach our daughters and sons, like, (laughs) when you see a cop move a certain way. Wait, you heard how he snuck that in, right? (laughs) (laughs) He he snuck that shit in, like, yeah, Shaq, you next. Had to, had to. (laughs) Let's keep it real, brother. (laughs) But... Like, I had, I had a, it's funny because you brought up the U.S. Like, I had, I had a conversation, you know, with a friend about, and I think this was after the, after the Black Panther news came out. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation about, you know, why are we here still in this country? Because, you know, my dad is, my dad's been in Africa since COVID, you know, he's been, I'm not going to say stuck out there, but he's been out there and not been able to come back out here since since March. And he took a trip out there just to just to go out there for the week. And he just went at the wrong time where they closed the borders and he's living his best life. He lost about 10, 20 pounds. You know what I'm saying like skin good. He's eating fresh fruits, fresh meats, fresh meals every day. You know what I'm saying? He. He's living good. And I had to ask myself, you know what I'm saying, like, why are we still out here? And then the response that I got from the, the, the person I was having the conversation with was just, you know, we're, we're programmed to believe that there's nothing else better than where we're at right now. There's nowhere else better than America. Mm-hmm. And I think the first step to that is getting out of the country. Mm-hmm. Seeing other soils, you know what I'm saying? Touching that, touching other parts of the earth because the earth is so huge. It's it's parts of this country where the police don't even carry guns. Right. They don't even carry guns. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I know that I can't see myself. I don't know how y'all feel, but I don't see myself living in this country. Forever. No, never that. And you already know how we feel. Our parents already came out here when, you know what I mean? Me, I was almost born in Africa, truthfully. Yeah. My mom was pregnant with me when she came here. Okay. And that was because of the Civil War and all that happening in West Africa, Liberia to be exact. Who all from over there, you already know that situation. But saying all that to say, originally they came here, of course, for a better life. Or so it seemed. Land of the free. But in these times we're in, like my brother Shaq said, why are we still here? Yeah. There's nothing for us out here. We're treated like immigrants in any way. We're treated like outcasts. Right. We can't walk the street without being judged. Right. Can't get pulled over without being a gun drawn on you. Right. So it's just about that time. 
and just you know, growing up in America, I'm, I'm a Liberian born. And you feel me, citizen? <laughs> Shout out, out Shout there. out to that. Lib fly boy. Lib fly boys. All I gotta say is, you grow up at a young age. I can't even call when I start learning myself. You teach yourself life lessons, but you got to start looking over your shoulder. You can't react to to another race a certain type of way. And, and I don't know if the dynamics are changing, but just coming into the country, you know what I'm saying? I was probably like about four year old. I, I touched a white lady the wrong. She's my teacher. Touched her the wrong way just because I'm used to you know tapping smile on the shoulder. And she writes a, a two page complaint to my mother just because I'm a young black kid. Young African kid at that. Right. Oh, man. Don't let don't let this basically tell don't let this little boy ever touch me again. Like yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm a young kid. I didn't know any better. Like so. you're trying to violate him. Exactly. Right, right. That, that taught me a lesson for the rest of my life. I, I, you can't. You know what I'm saying? You always got to move straight and not put them in a different position. Yeah. You basically. don't want to make them feel some type of way. You don't want to. You know, I'm scared them. Yeah. But it comes to a certain point in time where, like, like I, I'm kind of. Excited what's going on to the point where everybody's knowing what the fuck is going on and, and happening to, to black Americans. Mm-hmm. And, and, and news is out there. The videos is out there. The footage is out there. It's just like Rodney King. And now we have Daniel Prude. And not even to make the comparison, it, it's sickening because we're in 2020 now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my, my problem with that is, and like you said, you brought up, you know, your teacher being feeling offended by you as a kid. But what happens when we as black people feel offended by anything? You know what I'm saying? What happens when, you know, I'm not sure. This was like probably like a month ago. I don't know if y'all y'all heard about the, um, I forgot what organization it was. But it was a tweet that went out. It was a, a, a staff member that worked for one of the NBA teams. Mm-hmm. And he was tweeting something and he was he called the other team the niggers. The what? niggers. I forgot. This is oh, old no, news. Oh, no. It was a white lady. No, nah, it was a dude. Oh, it, he was like, dude? it was a dude. He was on Twitter. He was, oh, okay, that's his okay, job okay. to like okay. post about like oh, okay. th- what's going on. And he was like the the such the such and such team versus the niggers. Like, oh, man. and he had to take down the tweet. Yeah. And he was just like, yo, it was his phone on auto cor- sure. and all this other shit. But like, why is you, niggers in your yeah, auto correct? You when you yeah, you had to be using that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Auto, at least yeah. a couple times. So, right? You know what I'm saying? You fucked up at you that point. Up. You I fucked up. I thought you were talking about the white lady who called yeah. it the, the Los Angeles Nakers. Nah, not you that. Know? Nah, not oh, that, that one. That was she, different. You tried to say she was saying Nakers. <laughs> but my, my, my point is, if, if if you speak about shit like that against the Jews, you know what I'm saying? You're going to lose your job. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're going to lose your job. Right. You ain't going to be able to work for whoever you're working for. But when shit happens to, to us, there's no repercussions. There's no consequences. You can you can say literally any niggas could somebody could go on you know live TV uh, and say niggas you know what I'm saying no repercussions and they 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 might get suspended at the most they might get suspended but there's no you know organization of people mm-hmm. you know we have the NAACP but like there's no like organization that comes down on 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 those people that just fuck with us like that mm-hmm. and i just think like we we gotta we gotta stand up in that and like you said you know you you learned at an early age like to mm-hmm. never offend white people in that way and it's but, sad yeah yeah not to cut ahead. you off no, but what matt's is saying we gotta be programmed to walk on eggshells eggshells yeah, negative. every 24 7 you go outside you gotta watch your back and it's sad like we already got to watch out for the white man, but we're in day and age. We got to watch out for our own kind. Yeah. You feel I me? Mean? Yeah. So it's just like, it's a double whammy when you look at it. And that's why mental health is so important nowadays because most of us going through it, nobody want to speak on it. Right. Nobody want to do this and that. We don't know everyone's background, but we're all raised like in a box to say. Right. We can't fully be ourselves. We can't fully speak on things. Right. But they feel like they can say whatever they want and get away with it. That's how we got this. And the podcast. only reason they're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. That's what unapologetic. Yeah. And the only reason they're getting repercussions, Shaq, is because of social media. Right. Pre social media, yeah. they could say whatever and get away with it. Right. But now that we have people to expose them, we got have records. Yeah, we have records. That's, that's you know important I mean? because yeah. 
before social media, we had no proof of these, even with the cop shootings. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. say, she say. Yeah, exactly. like, I love the fact, like, our generation, we are the generation that exposing, mm-hmm. that, that's exposing a lot of the fraudulent shit that's going on. That been going on. Yeah, that, that's been going on. Yeah. Keep it up. And the people just need to keep it up and keep that same energy moving forward. And let's keep putting that bullshit out there so they can see what the fuck is going on. Right, exactly. So they could be educated and they could be aware. And it's all about building the awareness. That's it. Right. That's it. Um, and following mental health, um, how can I segue this? I think we could, y'all want to start, y'all want to talk about the Kanye interview? Yeah. Yeah. So, Kanye West, for those who don't know, he did an interview with Nick Cannon. Uh, he has a podcast called The Cannon Class, and part one of that interview came out, I believe, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talked about various things. They talked about uh, the his Kanye wanted to run for president, um, his stance on abortion, um, his mental health, uh, a lot of things. And what I respected most about the interview was just, you know what I'm saying, Kanye just continuing to be Kanye. He, he, let, it, he let it be known that he's human and he's going to continue to be human. He spoke about him crying and, you know, at his his campaign that he had his his presidential presidential uh campaign, he spoke about the the state of our country and our world for people making fun of him for crying or feeling like he can't cry because he's a billionaire. Um, I think that Kanye doesn't he 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 does so much shit that it's hard for people to respect his mind but if we really look at the things that this man has said that he's wanted to do and has done just being a black man that should be respected it should definitely be looked at and considered as greatness you know what i'm saying this this man even with gap this man has worked for gap as a child got fired and now he's he has easy and he's he working into a partnership with Gap, and if you you know Kanye, you know Gap, you you know that that connection just makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. His stance on abortion, you know, I didn't think they were gonna touch on that, but I guess that was that would be kind of controversial just because it's men talking about, and that's what Nick Cannon said. <laughs> yeah, like, how you think the women going? For yeah, like, about us even discussing this, and we're not even women. Right, and that's real shit. <laughs> and he was just looking at it from more of a religious standpoint. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. what it sounded like. It or wasn't systematically how it was set up, kind of. Yeah, thing, so. mm-hmm. it wasn't really about him having this personal thing towards women or anything of that nature, because that's always like the first thing every time men have an opinion on on certain things. But he. He just didn't believe that that should be a thing. And he also spoke about the founder, which I'm sure a lot of people didn't know. He spoke about the founder um, being racist and how 80 percent of the planned parenthood facilities are in black communities, which then would remove more uh, black babies, what would then decrease the black population which then means there's less black people in the world, which means there's more white people to take over. And this is just what Kanye was saying. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily about taking away women's right to do anything, but just about the bigger picture as far as creation of life, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Especially during these times where we need to uplift and raise more black kings and queens. Yeah. So where he was going with that, I personally believe is just saying like, no, this is propaganda. They're, they've been doing this for years, pre-social media, mm-hmm. things like this been going on. They've been murdering us. They're finding any ways, whether we're killing each other or they're doing it subliminally, anything to lessen the black community. So, like, the proof's in the pudding. What Kanye was saying regarding that was just straight facts. All he right. didn't say no lies. I understand, like, this is not to be insensitive, once again, to the females who think otherwise, but... The way the white man set it up, who's in control of the situation, is already planned. Right. 
whether we want to look at it any other way, it's the truth. Right. And it's sad that we're in this state where, once again, we are always targets. Right. You don't see Planned Parenthood's heavy in the white community. Yeah. They want more white people than blacks. Yeah. Yeah. So all I'm saying is we just got to do better as a community and understand their agenda so we know how to move better. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I enjoyed the Kanye interview. Um, you know, I, I like that Nick, Nick Cannon was his interviewer. And mm-hmm. they, shout out to Nick. Shout out to Nick. They already got a connection together, so it was nice camaraderie, and I feel like Kanye was able to express himself and kind of express more of what he was trying to delivering his messages and just watching it Kanye dropped a lot of jewels um he talked about you know his connection to God his faith and throughout the interview he always brings up God um he even talked about you know how his faith got even stronger by him dealing with his mental illnesses and having him go back to the hospital back in 2016 is where he started you know reading his bible and being more educated and 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 getting more things out of life and, and having that stronger faith and, and basically expressing it. Mm-hmm. Boy, don't drop the uh, gospel album and everything. <laughs> right. But, you know, Kanye's an outside-of-the-box thinker, the type of guy that, you know, strays from the norm, um, a multi-billionaire in every aspect of it. And he touches about his creative concepts as well. One thing I found interesting was the comparison between, you know, him and other big designers such as, you know, Louis, Nike, he touched upon how he created the whole Yeezy 350 to kind of replace the Nike Roche. Yeah. And that's something that we can honestly say happened. It's over for the Roches no more. Right. Like, I, don't, I don't remember the last time I see a pair of Roches in the store. Right. Right. <laughs> um, I think the the biggest thing that I, you know, took from it, Nick Nick talked about, I think he talked about he was in the airport or somewhere walking and somebody walked up on a, on a camera just asking yeah, him just that part of it. random yeah. things. I guess he asked him like how he felt about Kanye. He remembered what Malcolm X said as far as like the media trying to tear apart, you know, black men, just divide them. That was powerful, you know, because like he said, like in the interview, like Kanye is my brother. Like I'm not. You know, like bash him, yeah, I'm not man. gonna speak bad about even if I don't agree with what he's doing, I'm not gonna bash him for you. Exactly. I'm not gonna give you what you want, you know what I'm saying? Right. And that that was powerful because I think with even the age that we're at, I think that a lot of people don't know how to separate, you know, certain emotions from like reality. Like I think people when you feel like somebody's beefing with you and things of that nature, it's it. It, it's not necessarily a beef. It's just y'all just on different times. Y'all y'all on different vibes. Y'all on different frequencies. It doesn't have to be a beef, you know. With our community, and I'm not gonna I'm not targeting our community, but I'm just speaking because we're black. Exactly. You know, we we have that divide and conquer, you know, in us, you know. And this this is taught. This is not something that we, you know want to do or think anything like that but this is these are things that that are taught from generations yeah. mind you so that was the biggest thing for me because i feel like a, a lot more black people need to move like that regardless if you don't like what people say or how they feel about things that's still your brother mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's that's still your sister Regardless, we supposed to we supposed to stick together, and in that interview, that showed me two brothers that that had controversy going on with both of them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Coming together to talk about them sticking together, their issues, but still sticking together. You know what I'm saying? And I I really I enjoyed that. I, I like I like that a lot. That's um, facts. We kind of late on this news, just as far as you know, recording. But uh, it's been announced that the Joe Budden podcast they will be leaving Spotify. They had an exclusive deal. I think it was a two year uh, deal with Spotify. And from what I got from the, the whole process was, you know, Joe being on the exper- experiment experimental side of you know trying to figure out the game and see what he can get from these streaming services what they can provide for podcasts in general because i don't think he needed them per se but i just think he wanted to see what they were about 
And I think he, his attitude, you know, towards the news, I think that he wanted to continue to work with them. I, I felt like he wanted to still be respected because he did have the first exclusive deal before Michelle Obama, before Kim K, before Joe Rogan. And I think they they weren't looking at them as an individual podcast. They forgot about their impact, and they were looking at how they could contribute to Spotify, bringing them subscribers. Because even me personally, I didn't even want to, you know, have a, a streaming service on my phone. I didn't want to pay for no for a streaming service at all, but. Being as though I was listening to their podcast before, you know, I had Spotify, you know. They brought me to Spotify. So that that's something that, you know, I'm sure they knew, you know. I'm sure they had a, a, a count as far as how many people were subscribed to their podcast. So right. that alone is, you know, analytics that you could see as far as our contribution to, to y'all platform. And I think with... It was a number thrown out. I'm not sure what the number was as far as the, the renegoti- renegotiation, but they decided to go their way, and I think that is, you know, that's heavy. That's commendable because Joe didn't need Spotify from the beginning, but he took that chance, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see what, you know, what they build from after this, but like I said, I think that it's important in that process was showing, you know, just value and valuing yourself, but also seeing how businesses move. Mm-hmm. How they don't really care about, you know, you specifically, but what can you do for them? Basically. And we see it time and time again. they rather buy you out to benefit their situation, their business, than damn near give credit where it's due. Right. And like you said, if Joe was before all these other people, they clearly knew that. Right. But instead of giving credit and allowing him to be more of a free thinker, of course, what they try to do, buy him out. And I'm pretty sure to control the situation. And even with negotiations, like going into negotiations, like the the companies that you're negotiating with might try to act all friendly with you, try to act like, you know, don't don't do that. Don't be friendly with me, you know, because this is this is the shark tank right now. Like you trying to negotiate what's good for you and now I'm trying to negotiate what's good for me. Until we figure that out and come to that point, we're not we're not friends. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a that's a mentality that I know Joe has and that's a mentality that a lot of people should have. That that's where you check yourself and you're able to recognize your value and what you bring and be able to walk away. Basically, if we talk in business, we talk in business. Yeah. Save all the buddy-buddy for it until we come to an agreement. Facts. That's, that's all that is. Facts. Because that's disrespectful to me. I'm going to always take that as disrespect. Nah, facts. You know what I'm saying? Because they always have a bigger agenda. They just want to throw us under the bus to say, the better their situation. Right. And, and like it, happens Shaq, in, it happens in every business, basically. Yeah, like Shaq said, like Spotify having their foundation is is and Joe Budden is what kind of brung him in that direction. So, you know, the companies are going to hire the big names. Like, let's be honest. Joe Budden started, you know, out as a rapper, but his, his commentating career, his media career might be <laughs> a little off. bit bigger right. <laughs> than his off. rapping career. Let's yeah. be honest now. And, and podcasts are the wave of the future. Um, Joe Rogan podcast, of course, making what eight hundred thousand dollars an episode. Like the numbers in the business are crazy. So Joe Joe Budden just knowing his worth and knowing what he can do, and Spotify not paying him his worth and him stepping away that that's huge. Mm-hmm. Especially you know a black figure in our community making that decision when you know these big names are just throwing money at him. We're gonna see what happens with it though. Right? Did y'all, did y'all hear about the uh, the news with Tahiri yeah. after that after the Spotify? <laughs> yeah. Timing is everything. Oh, yeah, man. Timing is everything. And I don't mean to laugh, but I mean to laugh, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, but She came out as, as the XX, mind you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it was like, at this point, she, you know what I mean? Shit that you could have been spoke on, you're just now bringing the light. And right. whether it's true or not, you know what I mean? Like we said, not to be insensitive to the whole domestic abuse situation, but... Well, for was, those who don't know, because... F- some people might not know what oh, even God. transpired, but Joe Budden's 
famous ex, Tahiri Jose, after this news came out with Joe uh, splitting with Spotify, um, she went on another uh, media outlet, and during the interview, she spoke on her relationship with Joe and spoke on abuse allegations. Uh, this is all alleged. We don't know that if it's factual, but she spoke on the things that were that she received as as contribution to her being with Joe. And I think she said a broken nose, broken ribs, things of that nature. And she and I actually heard about the story with the broken nose before because I've heard other people speaking about that in the past. And she wasn't specific with what happened because everybody heard not everybody but those who know heard about her getting into it with a, with a dude and the dude punched her in the face you know what i'm saying she wasn't she wasn't specific about that she was she didn't say that her having a broken nose had nothing to do with joe she only spoke about the contribution that the relationship with joe brought her mm-hmm. and that's important you know what i'm saying we're not saying that women getting abused is is not true and things of that nature, but we also have to take into consideration that every story is not true. We're, we we can't even with men, you know, vice versa. Is every story that comes out, people do lie. People there's, are there's lying. Always three sides to a story. Yes, people are lying. Um, when I went to go do a little, of course, further digging, that's when I seen the comments. Mind you more females than males saying that they believe that Tahiri was the aggressor as well. So with that being said, of course, actions speak louder than words. So I'm guessing they saw her on whatever show she'd be on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Acting out, you feel Loving me? Loving hip-hop. Yeah, whatever the show she'd be on, acting out. Now she on marriage boot camp yeah, now. Yeah, like all, shit. All, all, with, 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 with Bado. 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 A fake relationship at that. Like, it's for TV, yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So at this point, like, we're not belittling the situation, but it's like, sis, you are the, once again the XX. Right. You feel me? So it's like, you came out the woodworks now, perfect timing. Once he's going through a situation with the, the podcast, to now speak on it. And I know that I asked y'all this before, but just to make this situation more, you know, I guess, skeptical. I'm going to ask y'all again. Has a female <laughs> ever put hands on you? Go. Mass, you or me? Go ahead, Ax. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I remember my original you know, answer to that, but then I had to flash back. Yeah. Of course, you know, way back high school days, of course, said something slick and got a slap in the face, you know what I mean? Of course, well-deserving of it. But to answer your question, Shaq, yes. <laughs> and to double that, that answer, yes as well. <laughs> <laughs> so my point of saying that is it's not always like a defense thing with, with women, you know. Not not speaking on Tahiri. I'm not saying that that's the case with her. But I'm just saying in those situations, it's not always, you know, a defense thing, you know. I th- I think the... Domestic violence as a whole is a no-go, you know? Yeah, it's just frowned upon, whether it's the male or the female being the abuser. Yeah, it's not It's not more, it's not less respectable if, you know what I'm saying, a female does it or a man does it, because I know it's a lot of that out there. Like, it's yeah. okay if, if women do that shit. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's yeah. not okay, because at the same time, all it takes is that man to snap one time. and, and One then- time. And then it's, the situation is just flipped, turned upside down. And let's let's be honest. Me personally, I feel like, you know, the the men that have to like wear their face, wear that face, like everything's all right. Those are the guys that don't get enough credit because they still gotta go to work <laughs> the next day. Mm-hmm. They still gotta do after that argument, that fight or whatever. They still gotta, you know, what I'm saying, go to work and and deal with people talking to them. Women do too. But we still have to go to work and and deal with those people. And you can't react to that neither. You know what I'm saying? You can't react out of character in that situation either. So I think it's a a tough spot for 
any human being to be in just on a regular day-to-day outside of your relationship. After those problems that you go through with your partner, you still got a life to live outside of that, problems outside of that. So I just think, you know, with this situation, man, if if if, if you an ex, just... It, we ain't even in the same rooms. Don't e- don't even speak on 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 mans. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying don't even speak on the man them. You know what I'm yeah. saying like that's that's just crazy. It's, it baffles me that you know in this media this media world, it's things that you could do to just get publicity, get followers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying get support of of of, of things, and they they've been damn near done for damn. 10 years damn near, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So none of this none of this made sense. Um but we going to pray for we going to pray for her and we going to pray for Joe, you know what I'm saying? We going to just wish them wish them the best on their I guess closure on top of closure. Yeah. <laughs> and this goes to speak for anyone who's in an ab- abusive, abusive relationship yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That shit ain't worth it. Like at the end of the day, if you got to put your hands on a female that's a big no-no, and vice versa. If you have to put your hands on your nigga, that's, that's somebody you're saying you love. You sleep with them at night. Like, if you can't respect that, at that point, you're not supposed to be in a relationship or you're clearly with the wrong person. Big fact. And this goes for anybody out there. Like, females, don't be scared to break free. And dudes, like, as embarrassing as it may look, if she's putting hands on you, it ain't right. Right. And this is deeper than a gender situation, male or female. It goes both ways. If you have to put your hands on someone you claim you love, then that shit's dead, in my opinion. I I totally agree. Um, and moving on to, I guess a, a a bigger news. This was kind of this is kind of late for us to talk about, but this was something that I I wanted to address. Um, Bella Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. She's um an American actress. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully. Um and it was big news came out she had made the headline she she made 2 million off OnlyFans I think in a week. And a lot of the OnlyFans content creators if that's what you call them um <laughs> respectfully uh, they were upset about this because her making this two million. OnlyFans had to change their policy, uh, pretty much because the direct message feature that they have, uh, where you can receive, you know, whatever naked pictures and all that stuff. She was charging people two hundred dollars for a nude photo, but when the subscribers opened it. They just found, you know, her in lingerie, I believe. So they, seeing as though that, they, that she scammed them, a lot of people wanted their bread back. And OnlyFans, they had a policy that, you know, if you, you know, get scammed, you get your bread, you get your, your bread back. Right. Um, so a, a lot of people were asking for their money back. A lot of people wanted their wanted their money back, and with that, OnlyFans had to change their policy to combat them losing money and them still being able to get money. So they changed the limit to uh, for the private messages. They changed it to I believe fifty dollars. It's a fifty dollar max. Right it's a fifty dollar max, and the money that you make. I guess I think they were getting paid weekly before, but now they have to wait 30 days. I think I, I think I'm I, I'm sure I'm not speaking out of term, but I just want to be careful that I I'm, I think that's what it is. 30 days they have to wait until they're able to receive their money because of Bella Thorne. Um, yeah, the the OnlyFans community was in the uproar. Um, how how do y'all feel about OnlyFans? <laughs> First of all, I chuckle at it. <laughs> Secondly, you feel know I me? Mean? You gotta be a fool to say you're spending bucks to see a naked pic. Yeah, <laughs> you feel know I me? Mean? Like in 2020, in 2020, in 20, the, the internet is yeah, the internet is free. You, you, you pay for it already. <laughs> yeah, like so, what are you doing? Like you feel me? Where's your morals if you gotta spend two hundred? You got to to, to see a naked chamo. Like you feel know I me? Mean? 
I think a lot of dudes. We just, gotta do better. A lot of dudes just scared of women. You know, they yeah, don't. They, they, they don't want to communicate. Anti-social. Yeah. That's probably what it is. They stuck behind the screen and mm-hmm. they rather talking in, 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 in some type of chat line or OnlyFans type of you know environment to, to make them feel themselves. Exactly. But you know, Beyonce already made it the norm. You mean she might start her own OnlyFans? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think once the females heard that, they ran ran with it. <laughs> Um, Be- Bella Thorne changed the game, though, man. Being being objective, um, you know, I'm all for, you know, women hustling, getting their bread, um, things of that nature. But I think with OnlyFans being in place, I think it's it's dangerous for the women, you know. But for the for the for men, I think it's it can kind of get obsessive. And it kind of takes away from the physical aspect of affection, sex, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. of that nature. Um, there's people in other countries that kind of set these women up as their girlfriends, quote unquote girlfriends, and they 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 have it like their own virtual dates. They talk to them like like they're in a relationship. They they you know all that they have them doing things that their girlfriends wouldn't do for them and it's it's it gets deep i think it like i said it takes away from that that physical human to human interaction uh long term i don't i don't personally believe that it's uh progressive for us you know but like i said i'm here for people you know Making they making their money is way better than than being put on Pornhub and not being able to make money from it, but you know I I just think that it's not safe for women to you know do that. Uh, it's not safe for relationships in my opinion yeah. because now like it's a lack of intimacy, it's more of lusting, it's looking at females as objects. If you're willing to spend bread now. Are you looking at her as a female that you want to spit game to? Right. <laughs> that you want to walk to or walk up to? Or are you just looking on some virtual type shit? Right. And I to just, me, like... I've seen a funny story, too. I don't know. Are you done, bro? <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm just saying to wrap it up. Like, to me, that's, that's real weird. Like, we, we different. You feel me? Yeah. We're a different breed of men. So, to see this generation, like, obsessive over that, really spending bread, like, it, it's ridiculous to me. Right. But go ahead, man. And, and only fans, and, and just to bring up the topic of, you know... Is, is, is only fans considered a sex worker or a sex slave or porn star, but it, they're, they're making money. They're, they're profiting off of it. So I seen the story where it was an educator, a teacher, and she was on OnlyFans because of the, the downfall during COVID-19 and not making money. She, she joined her OnlyFans. She made, she made an account and had explicit photos on there and explicit videos, and she lost her job because of it. And, and and it's funny to say, but you know, people are looking at this as a part-time job. Like social media and OnlyFans is 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 bringing income to where educators are even joining it. So that shit just crazy, bro. Like, and that's yeah. the type of platform that's at right now. And people like Bella Thorne. I even read her, her one little story they had on it where she was saying she was trying to bring popularity to it and, and bring more, you know, revenue for the content creators and, and people now like it's fucked up to say, like you saying, Shaq, where they can look at OnlyFans as a part-time job. Like what the fuck, bro? <laughs> I think that everything is geared towards sex now, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I ain't even going to lie. It's been, it's been times where like I'd be on social media just scrolling through scrolling through you know what i'm saying and an ig model pop up and your whole thought process change like like damn like wh- where it's at like <laughs> where it's at you know what i'm saying Stop the, you, what, yeah. whatever you was thinking about it's over now <laughs> and i think you know women are profiting off of men's greed men's addictions that's an important thing to take notice to that a lot of men just can't go without seeing it, seeing sexual things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the interaction and you know what I'm saying? Just as, as much as people go crazy over it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Bella Thorne making 2 million on, on, on only fans because y'all wanted, y'all wanted to see, exclusive nudes and she not even showing shit <laughs> and, and, and then 
Peekaboo, I fooled you. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> when she's a, when she's an ex porn star, which was showing shit for free. Yeah. So now you're boo boo the fool you know for paying saying? bucks to see Nathan. So I just think like the the bigger picture is being able to step away from sex. You know what I'm saying? Being yeah. able to go ahead, Ox. What you nah, saying? Nah, it's it's easier for men like us to speak on it, of course, because yeah. our situation, our upbringing, our background. But we're in a less driven generation. Yeah. Where every day yeah. niggas watching porn, watching yeah. this, watching that. So to them. Instagram is porn. You Instagram know what I'm saying? is porn. You know what I mean? <laughs> they got sex on Twitter. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's different when niggas wake up and see shit like that every day. So yeah. now you're programmed. Oh, okay. She says she's going to show her ass for 200. I'm, I'm going to drop that. It's like, damn. Like, so when you see a chick who 200 feet away, you don't want to speak. Yeah. Or you want to drop 200 on a virtual bed. Yeah. Or, or when you see. That girl that you didn't speak to, you hitting her up in the DM. Was, is that, was that you? You knew that was her. <laughs> you knew that was her. You knew that was her. But like I said, it's just, you know what I'm saying, that human-to-human interaction and just like I said, just things outside of sex is not promoted. Mm-hmm. Like, OnlyFans going crazy. Like, you can't even speak bad about, you know, the the girls that, that are on there. And I think even with them, like, being able to see other perspectives and just not just you making money off of it mm-hmm. and you doing that, just being able to see the other perspective mm-hmm. might change your mind on it. It might, it might not, you might be able to still do it, but accept like, Hey, this is not good. But when you just come across, like there's nothing wrong with it. That's, that's becomes an issue that's for a lot of people. Reevaluation. That becomes the issue for a lot of people because with all these things with sex trafficking mm-hmm. and all that stuff going on, we we gotta be mindful of these things. You're damn near promoting yourself. Yeah. And we're in the age, I get it. Everybody wants to be business mind, everybody wants to get money, but like there's a thin line between like selling yourself short just for a few dollars. And we're at a point like it's cool for the females to show all they ass, show this and that. But niggas like us wouldn't wife them. Right. Nobody will wanna right. wife you. You're gonna be known as the um, you know what I mean? The girl mm-hmm. who's on the, What's the joint called again? Only fans. Only fans, you feel me? Trying to get only bands. Like, we, <laughs> we got to do better, you feel me? Being an only fans is like, you know, in comparison to being a porn star. Like, Yeah, it's, it's just a, a fancy porn star. Yeah. A fancy porn star. A, a bougie porn star. Yeah, a bougie, bougie porn star. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, even with relationships, like, I think Dave Chappelle said something in the past, just on the lines of, you know, if you're in a, a hose uniform, that's how people are going to treat you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, and not not to, like, you know what I'm saying, tear down women, but I'm saying if you act a certain way, dress a certain way, to men, we see women in a, in a different light. I'm not saying women look at each other like that, but there's certain things that men look at, and we're able to see, like, okay, She's like that. She's she's like that. And I think that, you know, instead of girls looking at it like, you know, why do you think like that? Why are you being judgmental? You have to understand that we are men. We look at things differently. And that is a, a thing that if you want to be in a relationship, you have to consider that factor. Exactly. If you want to have an OnlyFans and doing that stuff, the men that you're going to attract might not be the men that you want. Never, it's never that case. And like you said, we are men of observation. Observation. So yeah. when we see that, you're, if you're not a hoe or not, you're going to be labeled as such things for how you're portraying yourself. If I see you naked online, twerking on Instagram and all the other stuff, my first reaction is, damn, I, I just wonder what her personality is like. Damn, I, I wonder, like, what type of woman would she be if I, if, if I married this, this girl? Those are things that you have to think about. You know what I'm saying? And men, like I said with men, like we have to, <laughs> instead of, you know, making things like this profitable, we have to check ourselves. You know what I'm saying? What do we right. want from this? Mm-hmm. To, to subscribe to, to something like this. You know what I'm saying? Paying our, our hard-earned dollar to see things of that nature. When Pornhub is still available, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
you can still see that shit for free, but you rather pay for these things because it's personal. You feel connected to the person. That's things that you got to consider. You know what I'm saying? Reconsider that, that, that urge, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it's just sad and mind-boggling on how, how we got to this point in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Social media is really ruining a lot of situations. Right. Everyone's damn their robots and virtual buddies, and there's no more face-to-face or in-person communication. Niggas rattled to talk to somebody in person, but rather DM the shit out somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or when you DM the person, when you meet in person, you have Nathan to say to them. Right. And I don't know if that's the old soul in me or what, but I'd rather the face-to-face. Right. I barely like texting. I'd rather call see what's up. You get more of a feel out of a human-to-human connection. Yeah. But like I said, I know we in different times, and clearly everybody's different, so it's just crazy to see what's really going on. The norm is changing. The, the environment is changing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just, just, just talking. You got the emojis. So you can send a little kissy face, a little hard eyes, yeah. without doing so many, so much talking nowadays. With a straight face at that. <laughs> With a straight face. <laughs> I LOL everything, like <laughs> just to let everybody know I ain't yeah, serious. I'm not serious. <laughs> I'm just that type of person. You like, damn near have to. Don't do that. take it too serious. You have to do that. That's why damn you gotta put so the niggas LOL. Don't take you have to. Yeah. You have to. That's that's crazy. And that's just a tone setter that you know that we're kind of programmed to do now mm-hmm. in in this kind of generation that we're growing up in. And, and the norms of even asking a girl on the date have changed. Right, like, right, right. You can't even right, ask her right. face to face. You almost have to slide in the DMs just to get her her attention. <laughs> and it's sad mm-hmm. to say. And you know, like I said, just with closing, closing with this, I just, I know my little, my little one voice is, you know, not going to change OnlyFans for making money, but. <laughs> I just want everybody to just like take a step back. Just one day, just take a step back and just observe yourself. You know what I'm saying? When you have the urge to do anything that you know you, it's it, it might be you know something that you haven't really felt naturally, but just something that you might have seen online. Like if you're sad about some news you saw online, like just think about how being on social media, you know changes your emotions you know and block them block certain pages you know or mute certain pages so you don't see these things exactly or you know unfollow these pages so you don't see these things you know i'm saying with the only fans i'm saying like y'all niggas i don't have only fans so i don't know what goes on but (laughs) y'all niggas that got only fans y'all females that got only fans that be paying for that like don't pay for it for a couple for a couple weeks step away from it you know i'm saying and see and and be productive and see wh- how how things work because something like that is 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 going to be an everyday everyday thing that becomes a habit it comes an addiction you know what I'm saying you got to be able to you know take small strides and learn yourself and and don't let people take advantage of your own you know what I'm saying feelings your own emotions be able to control that shit at, at all times right. um yeah and other than that music wise Big Sean's dropping his album at midnight. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited. To, to, I'm excited for that. for that one. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Music been good lately. I don't know if you guys got a chance to tune into the Nas album. I liked it. I heard a few tracks. Had a lot of gems on there. Yes, it, it, it was a nostalgic type of album. It gave you the Nas the a rapping ass nigga. Feel. Yeah, like it, it was cool. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I'm st- I'm still playing that. I'm still so, playing that exactly. Um, that's one thing we have during all these rough times is great music. So shout out to all the artists and all the great tunes. Shout out to uh, another mass appeal, Dave East. His album oh, was yeah. hard too. Dave shout East out to Dave East. Everybody dropping great music. So that's one thing that is on the up and up. So shout out to everybody for that. Yeah, and you know, with that being said. You know, I'm thankful for y'all brothers for, you know, joining me for this you know, this journey that we we going to walk on together. Yes, sir. Um, anybody that's listening to this, when it comes out, you know, I appreciate you for listening. Thank you for listening. This is just the beginning. And like, I, like I'm going to continue to say, 
this this is the No Apology Podcast, meaning be you, stay you, stay true to yourself. Um, move unapologetically. That's that's so important right now in these times. You know what I'm saying, just respecting yourself enough to respect those around you, but still being able to be you is is, is important. So that's that's how I'm gonna close this drawing. Love, peace, blessings to everybody. And we out this thing. Yes, sir. No apology.